from uh, our, uh, I got a band back home called Sea of Glass. And uh, based off of Revelations where it says they're all standing in front of the throne of God and it said it looked like a sea of glass. And so uh, I'm just going to sing a couple songs from back home, songs that we wrote. So God bless you.
We thank you, God, for your presence in Jesus' name. Amen. Who's excited about tonight? And uh, without further ado, Miss Kimberly Tate, would you give her a hand clap as she comes up? Thank you. Good evening. Praise God, that was beautiful. I love to hear my son worship. I love to hear anyone worship, but it's special when it's your son, right? So I just thank the Lord tonight for your presence, God. I thank you that this is your house that we've come into to see you, to fellowship with you. Jesus, I just thank you that you have gathered us here from all the corners of the earth. There are so many people, so many cultures, so many differences represented in this room tonight, but we all serve the one living God. Jesus, I ask you just to teach us, to speak through me tonight. I surrender to you, Lord. Just be with us, Lord, in Jesus' name. As I was praying over this meeting for over a month, the Lord kept bringing me back to what he's done in my life, who he is to me. And so tonight, I want to invite you into God's living room, where I just want to have a conversation with you about some practical, biblical, scriptural Christianity. Is that okay? I'm a mom, I'm a grandmom, I'm a wife, and I'm practical. I can get peopled. Does anybody know what peopled means? You know, I love people. I I enjoy people watching. I can just sit for hours and watch people and learn and receive and all those things, but I can also get peopled. That means just... I love to be at his feet. I love to be with God. I love those moments to steal away and just to be his daughter. It's my favorite thing. It's to be with him. Tonight I want to share with you some things that he's taught me, that he shared with me, that I believe will help you. I believe that there are many people in this room that are trying to find their place in the body of Christ trying to find it because they feel when you come in that you need to fit somewhere you need to you need to find what am i doing here right we need to go back to some practical simple things just about this building and this room we're in the house of god the house of god we know that Being a Christian means being welcomed into the house of God. We know that even sinners are welcomed into the house of God. But then what do you do? The house of God is a place where we come to celebrate Him. We come to learn about Him. We come to magnify Him. It shouldn't be a place where we get peopled. It should be a place we get godded. We get more of him. 
more of him in this place. One rule that I've always lived by that I believe down to my toes that God taught me, that I've taught my kids and that I've always taught to the people that I'm overseeing, is that whatever you do in the house of God, you should have done first in secret, in his presence, in private. When my mom would take us somewhere, she'd say, now, these are the manners I taught you at home, right? I taught you to use your fork, to use your napkin, to not speak when you're not spoken to, to the common courtesy, right? Common courtesy. Don't be wild running around the house. Show your manners. Be courteous. We're going over to Aunt Susie's house. I want you to represent me well. Well, I learned those things in my one-in-one with my mom. If you're going to dance and spin and twirl, and you better have done that at home first. You better have done that with your father, one-on-one worship. And said, Lord, I'm going to dance and spin and twirl. And he's going to say, that's awesome. Now, do that corporately. Do that together. The difference, there's a, there's a beautiful scripture that I want to share with you. Um, I just had it, actually. It says, it's talking about eating food. But it says, take care that this liberty of yours does not somehow make a stumbling block to the weak. In the, in, you know, we, we say, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, Right? There's liberty. That's different than this liberty. That liberty is freedom. It's excitement. It means that the Spirit of the Lord has freedom. Freedom to do what He wants to do. Freedom to impart. Freedom to teach. Freedom to change. Freedom to instruct. This liberty, take care that this liberty of yours means the right. You have a right to eat meat. You have a right to do something. So you have the liberty to do it. But is it right to do it if it makes someone stumble? If it's giving you attention, remember, we're coming into the house of God. The house of God. If everybody was in your living room, then you can, you can be loud, you can be anything, you can get all the attention you want. But in the house of God, who are we here for? We're here to see him, right? Now, the freedom that he gives you in your private time, the freedom that he gives you. These songs that Gavin just sang were written in private. And didn't they bless us? Didn't they give to us? Didn't they make us see Jesus more? And isn't that why we're here? Aren't we here to see him, to love him? Somehow... In the modern body of Christ, normal courtesies have gone out the window sometimes. It seems like to me that there's a, when you first come into the house of God, there's a natural uncomfortableness. Where do I fit in? How do I learn? How do I feel comfortable here? Except for the people who are naturally loud or more forward 
before they got into the house of God. Now, when they get in the house of God, they're called prophetesses or prophets because they're so bold. They can come up and talk to you. They can come up. But for the natural people, it's uncomfortable. So I'm going to tell you what I've learned about prophets and prophetesses. That when someone gets a word about me, I expect it to be, I'm going to put up your Christmas lights for you to help you out. I expect it to be, I'm going to wash your husband's car. I'm going to, I'm going to bless you in some way. Because if God's going to talk to you about me, he knows my needs. He knows my desires. And there's a wonderful scripture about gossip in the Bible. And I don't believe God's going to gossip to you about me. I don't believe he's going to tell you, you know, she's, in, she's uh, now the bo- now God has placed in the body some pastors, evangelists, prophets, teachers. All of that is in the body. Some I looked up that word some and it said one. Whoa, what? Now there's. I'm not saying that the giftings aren't for all of us. They are for all of us. But the courtesy in the body, in the family, in the house of God is that we've come here to see him and we've come to, to be equipped to do the work of the ministry. That's what your pastor's all about. That's what your teachers are all about. That's what the, the ministry is all about. It's equipping everyone to do the work of the ministry. The pastor is supposed to equip you to do the work. To go lay hands. To go preach. To go witness. To go bring people in. If all you're doing is eating and eating and eating and saying, this is for me, 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 then you're not being equipped to go and do. And going and doing is what it's all about. It is the heart of God. It is why we gather in his house. Why he even shows up. He shows up here not because it's 6.30 or 7 o'clock. He shows up here because he wants to equip you. He wants you to live life and that more abundantly. He wants you to go out and tell someone about him. He wants it to be safe to come into the house of God. To sit and to be equipped. To be taught. To learn. To serve. He wants you to come in the door and have someone hand you $20 and said, God spoke to me today to bless you. He wants it to be such a, a sharing and a giving and a beautiful place. Many of us do not feel that we are qualified to do this. That we're qualified. And I'm going to tell you the some personal history of mine that should make you feel very qualified. Jonah is the person in the Bible I relate to. Almost more than anyone, I relate to Jonah. I understand Jonah in some level that, that I know God wrote that book for me. Well, in Jonah chapter 2... We know the, the story of Jonah. He, God calls him to do something. He gets on a boat, and he leaves, 
and on the boat the waves start coming up and there's trouble, 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 trouble. And he knows it's him. He's got a conscience. And they, he tells the guys, you know, I'm the reason that there's so much trouble on this boat. And they throw him off and the storm stops and the fish eats him. Swallows him up. And you think, ooh, that's really scary. That's really awful. He got swallowed by a fish. It really happened. It's not just a story. A man got swallowed by a fish. But this is where I really start to identify with Jonah. He stayed in the fish three days and three nights. You would think you get swallowed by a fish, you'd want out of there quick, right? But Jonah makes him, you know, he's in there with the bones and the slime in the stomach of the fish for three days and three nights. I wonder if he felt kind of safe in there. I wonder if he felt like, well, there's no wind, there's no waves. I can pick over the remains here. Nobody can see me. Now I really am safe from having to obey God's will. God has not destroyed me. He's kind of put me in this little womb place where I can just chill for a while. I just want to chill here where no one can see me and I feel safe. But the seaweed started wrapping around his head. I've been there. And just when you think, I've made it. I don't have to stretch like God wants me to. I don't have to do what God is asking me to do. I feel really bad about running from him, but it's okay here. It's quiet. I can handle this. God makes it uncomfortable there as well. And the seaweed starts wrapping around his head, and he's in there with, with everything. It says the water encompassed him in the belly of the whale, and he descended to the bottom of the earth. And then he remembered God. And he says, those who regard vain idols forsake their own faithfulness. And you know what that word faithfulness means? It means kindness. Those who regard other things. I want to ask you today, where is your roots? Where are your roots? When you come into church, do you come to hear the word? Do you know the word is the truth? It is the tr- it's the only truth in this world of counseling and in this world of good ideas and this world of, of people that are going to help you and you, you have troubles and they've got this wisdom and that. You know, the Word of God is the only truth. That is, it's black and white. It's sin or it's not sin. Jesus didn't have to write the Word. He didn't have to leave us a book. He didn't have to write the Bible for us. He chose to because he knew that every word that he says, you can write it down, you can live by it, and it will, it will do what it is sent to do. It will accomplish that which it's sent to accomplish. His word is light. His word is truth. And you can... You can have it as the bedrock of your life. You can have it as, as uh, the center point for which all your decisions are made from. 
everything. You know, Pastor was just saying, they've got these things on the net, right? If you need this, if you need that, look it up on the net. In the back of my Bible, it has, if you are suffering, if you are this, if you are lonely, if you have anxiety. It gives you scriptures to look up for yourself. Can you imagine looking something up for yourself? Anxiety. It's got like, I mean, it is so broken down for us. And yet, we are a church that don't know the word. We don't know the word. We come to, we come to the house of God to fellowship with each other instead of get equipped. Equipped to do the work of the ministry. You should come with the word in you. Having read it during the week. And then you come and you're like, you know, it says that. The seed is stolen from the one that, that, that lacks understanding. That lacks understanding. You come into the house of God and you get understanding. So that seed that has been sown in you, that word you've been reading at home, you need some understanding about it, your pastor's going to equip you So that that seed can go into the good soil and start to produce in your life. Start to produce in your life. That's why the seed is even in there. But the Bible is for everyone. The Word of God is the infallible test. Uh, it's It's the thing that we can all believe without question. Now, when you say truth to... To people in 2011, they kind of think it's relative truth. Well, it could be true for me, but it's not quite true for them. And there are circumstances such where we have to tweak it a little bit. That's not the Word of God. That's not the Word of God. When you read the Word of God, it is truth. It is truth for you just like it is for me. If you lack understanding, come get equipped. Come to the house of God where the pastor and the teachers and the different people that fill this pulpit will give you understanding concerning the seed that is in you. The seed that is in you. Well, Jonah was in the whale and he said, those that regard vain idols forsake their own kindness, their own mercy. Their own faithfulness. But then he says, I will sacrifice with the voice of thanksgiving. And then the Lord commanded the fish and it vomited Jonah up. That word vomited is a radical, intense uh, um, thing. <laughs> it, it, it's spewing. It's violent. It's not and little Jonah. <laughs> no, it vomited him up with all that stuff wrapped around his head, with the waters that had engulfed him, everything that the slime and the goo of the stomach contents. He was vomited up, hurled onto the sand, and he was laying there in the muck. Laying there in the muck. And this is where a lot of Christians come into church. They get up off the ground. Jonah got up. They get up off the ground. They still got the seaweed and they still got the muck. And they head off to Nineveh. 
And they're like, you should see what happened to me. I was in the whale for three days and three nights. And, and they're, they're talking about what happened, who they were. Well, I was in the whale for a week and a half. Well, my testimony is I went into one whale and I got right back in, got into two whales. I not only did drugs, I did drugs and I was a prostitute. I was in the belly of that whale for six years. And they're wearing the seaweed with pride and the goop and the... And they're, look at me. I just got vomited up. That's not what the house of God is about. The house, you know what Jonah did? He got up out of that and he washed himself. He washed himself. He let the past be the past. And he went on to Nineveh. He went on to Nineveh. And when he went to Nineveh, he began to proclaim the message that God had given him in the first place. Now, this whole testimony about Jonah in my life was not only when I wasn't a Christian. Since I've been a Christian, I've been in the belly of the whale. I have been disobedient. I have had seaweed and bones and slime on me. And you know the hardest part about that is the getting up. It's the getting out of the whale. I deserved the whale. I deserved it. Three days and three nights wasn't enough for me. I wanted to stay there until I felt like I had paid for it. Yeah, I knew forgiveness. I knew Jesus. I knew all those things. And I also knew better. And so for me to get up and to wash myself, to get back into the house of God, to get back into fellowship, to get back into what God's will and destiny for my life was, was the biggest act of faith I've done in my life, in my walk. And I want you to know there are people in this room right now that have gotten up, but they're still wearing seaweed. Because we knew better. Because we knew better. And I want you to know that God wants you to be washed tonight. Washed not only from at salvation, but washed in renewing. Washed in, in the blood of Jesus that gives you back the feeling of destiny. Gives you back the feeling of calling. Gives you back the feeling of equipping. You can be equipped. You can be qualified. It's not the, the qualified are the ones that have never been vomited up. If you're vomited up, you are qualified. Whether it is yesterday you got vomited up or six years ago you got vomited up. You're qualified to go and to do what God has called you to go and do. The Bible promises us in Philippians that he will complete that which he began in you. God is able. He began a good work in you. He's able to complete it in you. He's able to refresh your spirit. He's able to bring you into the house of God. 
And he's able to equip you to go out and do the work of the ministry. If you let his word have its perfect work in you. In the book of Mark, the word of God is um, says that the sower sows the word. God sows the word into our life. God sows the word. Matthew says that anyone who hears the the word of the kingdom and doesn't understand it, the evil one comes and snatches it away. But if we are good soil, the, the word will grow in us. It will produce in us. These are promises about the word. In Luke it says that it is the exact truth. The word is the exact truth. In John it says that the word is Jesus. That the word came and the word was God. The word is Jesus. In First Corinthians it says that he will destroy all wisdom, all the wisdom of the wise, by the word of God. The word of God will stand when the wisdom of this world will pass away. It says in Psalms 119.89 that his word is settled in heaven. God's not going to change his mind. His word is settled in heaven. In 92, it says, if your law, if your word had not been my delight, then I would have perished in my affliction. It doesn't say counseling. It doesn't say all these other things. It says the word of God. We have to come back to loving and to be dedicated to the word of God. The word of God has to be our delight. The word of God. In Acts 6, it says the word of God kept spreading and spreading. Because the people were so excited about the word that it just kept spreading and it kept growing. The word of God is living and active. It's able to discern our thoughts and intentions. It's able to separate us. Separate us from that which is not God. If you need guidance in your life, if you need direction in your life, then you need to listen to his voice. If you want direction from God, then you need to spend time listening for his voice, reading his word. That is instruction. It tells you what to do. It's very practical for today. If you lack understanding, get equipped. Every time you come to church, you should have an expectation. This thing that I may have struggled with in my prayer and my word time this week, this week I'm going to get understanding about it. Not I'm going to come get seed. I'm going to get understanding about the seed God's been planting in my life all week. I want to make you hungry tonight for the word of God because I believe that the word of God in the house of God will cause us to not be peculiar people in the eyes of the world. It will cause us to be light and salt. Peculiar in a way that's really peculiar. Not the peculiar in the curiosity way, which is what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be peculiar in such a way where people are peeking in the window saying, something's going on in there. What is going on in there? Because we're beautiful, because the Word of God is in us. 
It's life in us. It's generous in us. And that's where you find your place in the body. You find your place in the body, in the house of God, through the word of God. Through the word of God. Through bringing the word with you and receiving understanding and light. Becoming equipped to go do the work of the ministry. Bringing your faith because you've lived something this week that God showed you in your prayer and quiet time. Expressing something in church that God taught you in private. That God taught you when you were alone with him, when you were spending time with him. In your relationship with him. Church shouldn't be your whole relationship with God. You should bring your relationship with God with you. And then you will find the house of God a living room of wealth. A loving living room of wealth that's no longer uncomfortable. That's no longer strange to you because you've become a part. You've become a part because God is in you and he has added you. To the body. He's added what he's done with you in private. He's added what he's making you in private to the body of Christ. So when the, when the pastor says, let's all get up and, and dance, you're not feeling really odd and uncomfortable because you know what happened on Wednesday last week? I was spending time with God. And I had on this worship song. And all of a sudden I started doing the samba. And so when pastor said, get up and dance this week, I learned the samba last Wednesday in my prayer time with God. He'll prepare you for coming together as a body. He'll prepare you. You'll bring things from your, from your quiet time with him. An expectancy, an urgency. I've got to get to church tonight. I've got to get to church. I've got this question. I know God's going to answer it through the word. I know I'm going to get understanding. I know I'm going to get equipping. Gavin, would you come? Tonight, we are going to pray for you and minister to you. We want to pray for you if you are Jonah, if you have been in the, in the whale, and you've just been spewed out, and you're ready to get on with it again, you're ready to come back to the will and the purposes of God in your life. Or whether you are just someone in the body of Christ that's trying to find your way. And you need to return to the word of God, to to your first love. The word of God is Jesus. You know, I was thinking about the Old Testament and how many, many Christians say, well, was that in the Old Testament? Because that was in the Old Testament, you know. But you know what? Jesus is the word. He was in the Old Testament. He is the Old Testament. He is the New Testament. There isn't, you know, this dividing line in Jesus. Well, this part you can not you can kind of put away, and this part you can... No. Love the whole Lamb, the whole Word of God, and read it as though it is the truth, the foundation, the bedrock of your life, and you will see God. You can come up, Gav, please. And you will see a new life in you, a new spring in you. You know, Alaska is dark now. 
But I know if you'll commit to this, if you'll commit to this in 2012, that a new light will come in you. And you won't even care whether it's summer or winter. You won't be lacking light. You'll have enough joy and enough um, desire in your life to, and purpose in your life found in the Word. You'll be inspired. And you'll know that God is for you. And when you come together as a body in the house of God, you'll feel His presence in a new and a different way. So I want you to come up if you need any prayer for just a a new anointing in the Word, a new love for the Word, a new desire for the Word, if you don't have a desire to read His Word, that God would just bless you with that. Or if you need prayer for healing or anything, Gavin and I are here to minister to you.
forgive you to come into your life. Ask Jesus to come into your life tonight. He'll change you. He'll heal you. He'll use you. He's the reason you're alive. He's calling you to
Zimbabwe. You are Alpha and Omega. We worship you, our Lord. You are worthy to be praised. Sing it again. One of the uh, big purposes of receiving prayer when you get prayed for we are depositing a seed of just agreement with what God is already doing the Bible says that he gives the word and the yes he says that every word that goes will not return to you void the reason why it won't return is because God has already said the yes from heaven but it takes us saying yes back for the returning not to be void it is us who sends it and pulls it back and so what you do is when you get prayed for, you go back to your seat and you develop the seed inside of you. How do you do that? You meditate on what God is doing and then you go deeper into it. We start it. We agree with it. We open it up. But as you're sitting in your seat, be praying and asking God to make it deeper inside of you. Because only when you agree with what has been spoken can you have a word that is unreturnable. And it's going to go to heaven. Let it go deeper inside of you. Let it go deeper inside of you tonight.
Jesus for what he's doing in this place. Can you give him a hand clap for what he's doing in this place? Thank you, Lord. If you just turn the music down just a little bit, I, I just uh, real quick, just, just really felt on my heart. You people who are just sitting here uh, and just standing up in front, you can go back to your seats tonight. I just believe that there's a couple people. Uh, real quick, the last thing I'm going to pray for and then hand it back over. How many were really ministered to by my mom's word tonight? How many want to come back to the first love and with the word of God? Thank you, Jesus, for that. My goodness. And um, I so enjoyed that. Great job, Mom. You're amazing. And uh, But I just wanted to pray for the last thing real quick before we dismiss. Is I wanted to pray for people who have physical problems. There's already a couple people who have come up and asked for that. But I believe there's people in here who are really in pain. And some people are sick. I know that there's a few of you who have back problems. I know that there's a, a couple of you I find that there's a pinched nerve. I, I heard that from God. There's people who are having migraine headaches. There's a couple things that really need to get dealt with today. And uh, if you have any problem at all, would you just step right out into the aisle just right here? Thank you. Go ahead and step right out into the aisle. The middle aisle is the best one if you can. Yeah, there's some people with some serious physical problems. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God's a healer. Jesus is a healer. Thank you, Lord. And uh, just real quick, I, I, I'm going to come and, and uh, just pray for you uh, and just agree with you. And uh, we're going to play that one song one more time, the Alpha and Omega. And uh, then we'll come back up and we'll just hand it back over to Pastor. But would you guys just agree with me in faith? And uh, matter of fact, would you guys just come right up here to the front and just line right across and just face the crowd so they can see your faces and really agree in faith? How many believe that it's not just a one-person thing, but this is a corporate thing and that we need all the faith we can get, amen? And that people need to be healed and that this is a corporate body. And so I want you guys to be facing the crowd. And uh, would you just stretch your hands out here? And if God lays on your heart one of these people, would you just pray and intercede for them strong as if it was your own family member? I want you to really be praying as if this was your own family member. You know that sickness and pain is a big hindrance into what we're supposed to be doing for God. It's not needed and it's not necessary. You were not originally created to have faults in your body. Thank you, God. Let's just reach out and pray. Thank you, Jesus. Mom, we can start on that side. Yeah, start on that side. Let's go toward the middle. Jesus. Give you all the glory. Thank you, Jesus.
sing you are alpha and omega
would you pray for tonight? Fibromyalgia all over her body. God's doing a surgery right now. Would you lift your hands out here and pray for her? Come on, she needs it. She's getting a breakthrough tonight. She's getting a full breakthrough tonight. God is literally putting the scalpel in her body and moving everything around. Thank you, Jesus, God. The cells of your body respond to the word of faith.
Would you be seated for just a moment? We want to receive a love offering for our guests. Ushers, if you'd help me, please, if you would like an envelope to record your giving, you can certainly lift your hand and they will bring that to you. Let's bless them. Those to helping orphans and moving the ministry, what matters ministries forward. What a blessing. What a blessing tonight. table and resource yourself there. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Tates, for Ivan and Kimberly and all of the children for Gavin tonight, for the orphanage that that they built and run and support in Guatemala as well as in Africa. We pray that you would prosper them and bless them prosper and be healthy even as their soul prospers. We thank you for the gift that they are to us and to the body of Christ. Bless the gift and the giver in Jesus' name. Amen. Ushers, go right ahead. by the hand. Don't miss our Tuesday night service. I'll be preaching to you. God's been speaking to me. Got a word to bring to you Tuesday night. Don't miss it. Change your life forever. All the ministry that takes place this week. Please keep in prayer the birthday of the King. It's our outreach. That's what you see this set on the platform for. We'll do that Friday night. It's free. There's lots of tickets. 
out at the information desk. You take those, invite your friends, family. It's a Christmas production. It's powerful, powerful, powerful. Do not miss it. Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night, we'll have that production. Amen. Let's pray for each other. Father, we thank you for your grace in our lives and for the word of the Lord tonight, what you did tonight, what you did this morning. And what you will continue to do as we seek you. God, I pray that we would be a people of the word. Rooted and grounded. Hungry and thirsty. That you would do all that you said you would do. We rejoice. Your word, a lamp unto our feet, a light upon our path. Bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon them. Lift up your countenance towards them. Be gracious to them. Keep them. And give them peace. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. We'll hope to see you Tuesday night, 7.30. IG Student Ministries, Tuesday night. Pastor Vince is going to be preaching, actually, Tuesday night. Pastor Vince will be preaching to you Tuesday night, so you want to make sure you don't miss that. I'll be bringing the word next Sunday morning. We'll look forward to seeing you in those services. God bless you.